Welcome back for another episode of Trending Thoughts. I'm your host, Tori Smith, and I'm here live from our Airbnb with the blinking fire alarm with our man, Julian McFadden, Coach McFadden. He's a head coach at SCH Academy, right outside of Philadelphia, the head basketball coach. And he's also one of the track coaches on for the Contract and Electric Force, which is a track team. For those of you that follow myself and my family on Instagram, Chanel and her family coaches and kind of all a part of it. So we're here in Orlando right now um, at an AAU track meet. The kids are doing extremely well at this point. Kill it. Got, got some medals back Kill home. It. But enough about them for right now. Uh, it's a topic. Yeah, man. Give, give you the opportunity. You know, you're a head coach. Yeah. Right? You can be, yeah. you're also an educator. Yep. yep. Um, I want to start with the education part first. Simply right. because there aren't a lot of black males that are educated. Right. Why was that important for you to be in that space? Uh, so it all kind of goes back to my coaching, right? So my school um, is a school that I attended. Uh, so I went to SCH Academy back in 2001 to 2006. So it was, you know, predominantly Caucasian facility. You know what I mean? So I didn't have a lot of like male teachers and African-American teachers to, to start with. So once I got those kind of connections, uh, I was able to like, you know, that was when I kind of became more engaged in it. Um, and then my sister ended up becoming a teacher. My aunt was already a teacher. It was kind of just a part of my family history. She brought me into our classroom one day, introduced me as like this big time coach. I was like an assistant <laughs> making like no dollars an hour. But the kids kind of looked at me like, oh, man, look at this dude. Um, and you can kind of see the attraction. So that was really what brought me into teaching and they they kind of hung on to the things I was saying so I thought I could be successful at it so kind of started right there and you went from obviously playing you were an athlete yourself yeah so I played I played D2 um, at Chestnut College right right in Philly uh, and I ended up coaching there for like six years and then my, my high school job opened and they called me like yo man who who's good in the area you know what hey you guys are good who can kind of get us to where we want to go i'm naming names dumb <laughs> and um they called me back the next day like hey man would you be interested in it and uh kind of just started there and so you go from playing at the collegiate level which not a lot of people had the opportunity to yeah. do to coaching at the youth level um you know for us we're really here as fathers right. our kids are competing thanks bro and you know, on this show, Training Thoughts is training for a reason because we like to keep it relevant to what's going on in my life or in the area, right? Or in this world. Yeah. Our kids. We both coach our kids. And there are a lot of people out here coach. who have challenges with that. They love it. They hate it. And I want to dive into that because I know we have our conversations that aren't on camera, yep. that it's been yep. a journey over the last few years. Um, your older son, Julian McFadden. I actually coach him with level yeah. 82. Um, he was at SCH Academy, who's now transferring over to LaSalle College, one of the top receivers in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, shout out to you for the speed, the genetics there. 
But what has it been like for you? You've had the opportunity to really coach all of your kids. Yeah. Um, so, you have three of them. And I'll allow you to get into that yourself. Yeah. So it, it started with Jules. So got Jules in the track. Kind of by happenstance, right? I was I was coaching him in football. I was kind of helping. That was back when I didn't really know football. I was like just a dude that really liked it. I wish I could have <laughs> played. I could have played past like eighth grade, right? And I was coaching him in that. I was coaching him in basketball. Um, and we figured out, like, hey, man, if you're going to do both of these, you should probably run track. So I got a chance to coach him in, coach him in that, too. Um, and then little Mace. Mace is on the team with Tori now. So they kind of battle it out every day, right? Like, them dudes go against each other. Kind of coaching Levi up, coaching Cam basketball, football. Kind of get to see them all in their element um, to an extent every day so that's kind of cool so for you obviously you come from a strong family uh what has it been like for you to have the opportunity to coach your kids it's been a blessing and it's also been a it's like constantly getting it wrong like what do you mean by that so like getting it wrong meaning like i'm doing things that are good but also like there are moments that you go back and you reflect like, man, I shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't have said that in that moment, right? Where I'm, I'm not being a coach necessarily. Now I'm being a dad. And, you know, there are, there are, there are moments where your kid needs you to be more of a dad than he needs you to be a coach. And you feel like, or at least I do in those moments, like, man, I don't think that's what you need right now. I think, <laughs> I think you need you need me to kind of be a little hard on you, just so you understand. Again, coming from you know, I played Division Two, right? So like, I did play at a high level to an extent, um, and it like required a lot of work. So like, you know, wanting wanting your youngins to do really really well and like be good players, and like even if they're not good players, it's like, hey man, your effort is like can't really quantify that like you gotta do as much as you can to be good as you can if this is what you want to do right this ain't what you want to do hey man let's read as many books as we can we can do that too um but once the once they decided like yo this is what i want to do and it kind of started with jules and you know to an extent i was kind of like a helicopter dad with jules where i kind of settled down as i got more because i've been able to go back to those experiences like uh that ain't gonna work with a McFan kid. I kind of know what parts of my genetics went into them, so <laughs> that 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 makes it a little easier. But you know, it's been it's been a learning experience. It's been great because you get to spend that time with them, and you know, I, I think I'm a good coach. I know you a good coach. You you know you a good coach. You know what I mean. You know your kids are getting the things that they need, not necessarily just in the sport, but like just the life lessons that kind of come with it. You know what I mean? And I think that's the the goal. You know, I think about myself and coaching TJ. Um, he's the first kid of mine that I've yeah. had the opportunity to coach. I've had the opportunity to coach Cam as well. Unbelievably similar to Jules, too. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievably man. similar to Jules. So for those that don't know Jules and that, you know, don't know TJ as much, TJ's only nine. So for those that don't know me, he's only nine. So give me some grace. I'm talking about a nine-year-old, but it's really deeper than that. Hide that. Hide, <laughs> take that nine-year-old and so move to the side. All right? Um, but you know, he's a extremely talented kid. And like you said, Jules is an extremely talented kid. I think they're a gift in a little way. Small things. I'll talk about TJ first. You can talk about Jules. Yeah. And we're not trying to bash our kids, but my son, very gifted, has a lot of talent. He's just working on a work ethic part, right? And it's bigger than the game. So for 
TJ, in the way I coach, and the reason why I'm coaching him is like, man, I want him to understand that you have to be disciplined all the time. Right. Uh, it's all about your effort, right, and your attitude. Like all the kids that play with us for Love 82 or the East Howard County Jaguars, I always tell them football is all about listening, paying attention, and effort. And as they get older, they understand their discipline. Well, those things there, my child struggles with. Right. Not saying he's a terrible person. He's an awful kid. He just struggles with that. And I know that adults in this world, they don't do well. If they're not disciplined, if their effort is not good, right? And, and they're simply a selfish person as well, yeah. <laughs> right? And so for me, it's huge to try to pour into them that way. And I think sports and coaching has been a great way to do it. Uh, and what about Jules on your side? So Jules, man, it's, it's funny because I think he's really opposite of me. I'm a really confident dude. And I, I think that he, you know, at times to an extent, right? Like I think he's becoming more confident. I think he's starting to figure it out when he's 16 years old. So like, you know, it's it's taking time. Girls, yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, and I've always thought like confidence has always kind of been the thing that's been like, all right, man, this is where I really got to pour into him. Cause I kind of like TJ, like I think he's really talented, you know what I mean? So, you know, and it was just like born with stuff. Like I ain't do nothing to like give him none of that stuff. You know what I mean? So I think it was been more about like, you know, even in the moments that I'm coaching him. Because I got to coach him this year in track. So I coached the high school track team too. So I've been able to kind of see him like go from having Chanel uh, to coming to me as a high school kid and knowing that like, yo, you could probably win all these races pretty easily. And knowing like what he's like the night before where he don't feel that well, only because he's a little nervous about the track meet tomorrow. You know what I mean? So it's been about kind of pouring at him, pouring into him just in like terms of confidence. Like, I, I think that's always been the space of, you know, and I think that's the other part of it. Like, even as a coach of your kid, like the parents are coaches too. So like, even when I had to take that head off, and we get in the car and we ain't talking about nothing that is basketball, like I'm, or a track or a football, like, hey man, I got to coach confidence into you no matter what it is, you know what I mean? So that's that's been a lot of the journey with Jules. Now Mace, Levi, all of them are like everyone's there. Everybody's really different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so the other ones I'm starting to see, and again, learning from making mistakes, right? Like you're gonna make mistakes. Like there, there are gonna be moments that you you say stuff that's just like so when you say mistakes, let's dive into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as as coaches, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, there are times when your kid's doing something. And the world may think you're on him harder because he's your child. How do you feel is the right way to move about dealing with your child in a space of coaching to whereas it doesn't feel like it's a dad just hammering down on him. It's a coach hammering down on him and not holding them to different standards. That's a difficult question, man. Uh, I would say the, the space that I've found that to be the the easiest is when I'm just unbelievably hard on everybody, mm. right? Like, and you know, I figured that out more as Jules got older when he's on my high school team for basketball, where that like that's my main sport, right? And I got I actually got a story for that if you care for it. He was playing, he was practicing well. This was this year. My team was pretty good. This, this, this past year. You have, you have a young man that's going to Marquette. Kid going to Marquette, kid going to VMI. And then I got a bunch of kids that are like juniors right now that are all commanding Division One energy. So, like, we were good. 
Jules is the sophomore on that team. He's known as like the coach's son, mm-hmm. does everything right, three and D guy, doesn't really do anything else. He gets, we had like a string of practices, like two weeks straight. And he's playing well, like making every shot, everybody in the crowds, all my administrators asking, you know, when Jules gonna start getting in the game. I'm like, uh, no, we'll see. <laughs> and he he has a moment during one practice. Um, and my energy was already kind of off for that practice. He has a moment, he doesn't shoot a three, passes, he turns it over. I lose it in front of everybody. Like, no, 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 no. You ain't my son right now. You supposed the only reason you're here is to shoot the ball. That's the only reason you're here. You can tell he's angry, he doesn't say anything. Comes down the next play, makes a three. We go home. He goes and talks to his other coach, his mama. <laughs> coach Kate. Yeah, he goes, he goes and talks to Coach Kate and, and tells her the whole story, but doesn't do it in earshot of me because he doesn't want me to know that, that he's mad at me. He's just like, yeah, dad, he going get, to get nerve to say, you want me out here to shoot the ball. I'm the best defender on the team. Reba, he's going through all these things that he can do really well. She comes back. She tells me. She's getting on me. And, you know, I I go back to him like, the next day in practice, yo, we, we good? You going to shoot the ball? Like, that was the motivation you needed. And I have to be able to find that balance of, I'm going to treat you like I treat the kid from Marquette. I'm going to treat you like I'm treating the kid that's going to be in my, you know what I mean? Like, that's been my balance to be able to make sure that that's the case. Now, are there moments that I know that I can't effectively do that? And I got to like, hey, go talk to Jules, man. <laughs> Telling another coach. Hey, go, go talk to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the time. But I've gotten better at that as time has gone on because there are moments when he was nine that I wouldn't do that. Right. That's just growth, right? I think it's a journey for everybody, right? For the it's coach, hard, for the bro. for the child, like it's and them getting process. used to you, right? Like right. you know, he expected me to blow up on him on that, that day, but I thought he felt he felt like I was disrespecting him. <laughs> he was cooking them dudes. I'm not gonna lie, he was, and mm-hmm. I probably should have played him more than I did. But like, no, you my son. I don't want people saying oh nepotism. I don't have time for that. I'm not here for that. And how real is that though? It's real. It's very real. <laughs> like, I don't, think, it's very I don't think you can escape that at all. I think it's really real. And, and unless you're a guy or a coach or that's really conscious of, like, in the evaluation process, yo, how fair am I really being of this kid, this kid, they're doing the same skill. Who's the most effective at it? That's hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. So, like, to an extent, you I don't think it's that hard. You don't, you don't listen. I don't know, bro. I kick my son out of the game, I'll kick your son out of the game, I'll <laughs> kick my mama's other sons out of the game. But I'm with you on it. If you're not doing what you're supposed to do, like that's what Appreciate it is. It. That's why I have a real problem with daddy boy. I do, which ah. is why I love the fact that you're honest and you're transparent. But like there's a real problem in coaching culture with people and figuring out how to manage their kids. Yeah. You can have a very talented child, but if their attitude is trash and you're letting them get away with certain things yeah. and there's no accountability there, that's the problem, right? I think at any level, there's always a little bit of if a kid is 
you know, maybe he got, maybe he's not doing something, but hey, man, we kind of need him. Yeah. Anybody that plays on my teams, it sounds awful to say this, but I don't feel like I need any of y'all little jokers, right? Like I'm here Bro, to help. Man. I'm here to help you. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I, I'm not like the NFL ain't gonna call to call me the coach because I'm doing well with this 90 yeah. team with a 707 team, like. And I no, say and I say no to jobs at every level every single year, and I'm here with you, right. right? That's how I feel. But at the same time, it's like there are lessons that you're trying to teach them, and I feel like accountability is the number one way to help crush daddy ball and also communicating with other coaches on the team. Yeah, yeah. Because I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's my son. We're gonna do this." Like, you know, my son's very gifted at football. Anybody that watched the East Howard County Jaguars play in the soup in the semifinals and in the Super Bowl, I think probably play half the game in the sem- and to get to the Super Bowl. Right. And he's right. one of our better players. It's like if, if your attitude's trash and or if you're not playing to a certain level or you're not being a good teammate, you gotta get up out of there. Yeah. And I think dads sometimes have a hard time of holding their kids accountable because sometimes, to be honest here. Maybe a problem at home too with accountability. Yeah, bro. And I think so when that spills over, because you know your child better than anyone else, because you know, like, oh man, like maybe it's not best to pull him out. Yeah, so now, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I I gotta let him go because I know he may be better. That's not fair to the other kid that you don't know as well, right? Who maybe needed one more chance to get it right, right? Right. So rather than me, well, you figure, know more of the conditioning of your own kid, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? And like, no, bro, I know we talk about this kind of yeah, stuff. and it goes both ways, right? It's like yeah, it goes yeah, both yeah. ways. You can have a trick, trick, a, a quick trigger with your child when you know what you expect of them and they know how to do it, but also at the same time, some people let their kids get more room mm-hmm. because they know ah, that's just kind of how he is, but he'll come back around. Right. I don't have those problems. I'm taking everybody out. Yeah. Right. But I think everybody got to go. Everybody got to sit there. Everybody got to go. But I think as a coach and as a father or a mother, you got to really process like, where does my child fit into this? And where do I fit? You got to really look at yourself in the mirror. And I think the number one way is to ask your coaches. Yeah. And and yo, it's crazy because I was, I was thinking about this earlier. I said it earlier. Yo, I, I believe that the parents are an extension of the coaching staff too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I I see this more than anything um, within the game of basketball. I see it a lot, right? Where, you know, I'm the coaching staff at, at school and I say, hey, man, let's, you know, these are the, this is the way I need you to play. This is, let's get in the lane, but let's not over dribble it. Let's not get it too far in, man. So as you see that dude manipulate, throw the ball. Um, and you get home and the other coach ain't really telling you that. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that's altering the way that the kid even thinks about or manipulates the game itself. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I think that's so you think you think some parents are a problem. <laughs> so you think it's some parents are coaching no, too much at home. I'm, thinking, I'm not gonna say a problem. I would say that I'll say there, a problem. There is there is coaching. Like they're an extension of you, regardless of if it's positive or negative. Mm. Like, you know, a, a mom, a, a coach kid that brings her son home and is unhappy with Coach Jules, quite possibly will say something that Coach Jules doesn't necessarily want. Mm-hmm. And it's going to alter the way that your kid is going to look and the way that they fit into the scheme. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, um, I think. To that extent, you, you got to be like, as a parent, I will say this, and I'll look at the camera, as a parent, 
you got to be really conscious of just the messages that you're giving, right? And like how that's going to affect not only your kid's performance, but the performance of that team. Now, individually based stuff, a little different, right? Um, but I, I think the parents are like the coaching extension more than they, they even know because now it's making them think about like, okay, you know, how am I manipulating what this game is and what it's going to do for me when realistically, for the most part, the stuff our kids do is team stuff. You know what I mean? So like, you got to be thinking about like, all right, well, I'm getting in the lane to get this dude up. I'm running this route so that this dude goes this way so he can get it. You know what I mean? Um, but I think it's all boils down to communication though. Yeah. Right? Like if, as a coach, especially when you have a child on your team, if you're able to communicate what the standard is, right? Like what the goals are, what your expectations are, and maybe even break it down what your expectations are for for your position or for certain individual players, right? Mm -hmm. You communicate that with the parents. All parents don't. Everyone wants their child to be Michael Jordan, right? You know, Peyton Manning, mm -hmm. right? Start naming some of the goats in any sport. That's what everyone wants for their child. They want them to be that. But if you explain that, I think you get a better chance of getting through, especially when your child's on the team and people may feel like, oh, you're not holding this joker to the same. Yeah, is, yeah. is he is he doing that? Are you asking why Why is he the one getting up all the passes? Uh -huh. Right? Why, why is he the one getting all the three-point shots? Yeah, right? Like, yeah, why is he only coming to the game shooting when he's, when he's in the game? He's not passing the ball. Every time he's in the game, yeah. he's shooting. Right? I think sometimes the parents are able to understand that coaches' jobs are to figure out what's best for their team. You would be yeah. in a better place. But also communicating, like, I think parents can get in the way. Just like I think coach dad can get in the way. Because I, I will tell you right now, anyone, I am not a nice coach. I'm not. Right? I love all the kids. I tell them, I'm not nice. I love them all. But there's been times that I can look at where I am right now as a coach. And I'm glad Chanel's not in this room right now. And a few years ago where I've grown, I was extremely hard. Like, it, there were times where it probably did feel like, hey, because I know how my son is, I'm disciplining him. Yeah. A little bit more, yeah. right? I know. And, and like that. right, yeah, because you Jules was eight, and it was like, geez, man, he can't do nothing right. Like, mm -hmm. and yo, I really did. And all, all kudos to K Coach Kate. Like, and they had to start like stepping back and hearing those moments of like, well, you didn't have to do that in that moment. Like, he kind of didn't deserve that one, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And me to act like, oh, yes, he did, and then. Think about it later and be like, damn, he probably didn't deserve that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, yo, that that accountability, that communication piece, mm -hmm. like, again, from that other coach at home, mm -hmm. that that mattered. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the daddy ball thing, to, to that extent, I've actually started to experience that more. And I think I'm starting to think about it more because of the lens that I take, take on when I'm coaching them. Right? Like, I'm so conscious of no, I'm going to treat everybody exactly the same to make sure that everybody's held accountable to this, that when I see it, it just bothers me. Like, and I see it more in football. All right. Yeah, football. I see it more football, football. daddy ball is awful. I see it more in football than I do. And in basketball, like, I think there are less dads that know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. But, like, in football, I see it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I – yeah. And it happens in all sports, right? But it I do. think I think as a coach, especially for myself, like coaching TJ in seven on seven, and also at the same time running an organization with Love Williams, yeah, too. It's like I do not want a brand or 
meaning with Love 82 or our coaching that I'm coaching that ever anyone ever feels like, oh man, he's playing favorites. You need the consistency, right? That's yep. a line that yep. everyone wants to say. And I'm like, the number one tip for folks that are struggling with that is like to actually ask. Yeah, I think it, it might mess with your pride a little bit. Yeah, right. But as Hearing a coach, the truth as is a hard, yeah, man. as a coach, like, hey, talk to your parents. Those are the ones that are gonna gossip. Real right on the sideline, they go pull out their little folding chairs. And like, there you go again, mm-hmm. TJ doing this again. Why my son ain't doing it? right? Yep. And I think if you're able to communicate directly, like, and ask what your opinion, whether it's right or wrong, right? I right. think. All parents' job is to protect their child. So even when a child may stink or he's struggling with something and he needs to develop more and you don't see it there, but the parents do, they're like, well, number one thing that most parents say when their child is struggling development-wise or he may be behind is that, well, how's he going to get better if he's not getting a chance? Yep, if he ain't in there, what? And it's like, hey, that's what practice is for. All right, that's what practice is for. But you got to earn it, right? My thing in line with all of our kids is always everything that you do in practice, the way you carry yourself on and off the field, all you're trying to do is gain trust from these coaches. Mm-hmm. That's it. Everything that you do is just to simply build trust. Yep. And so for you, if we don't see that, then that's what it is. Right? Like, and you talk about expectations. We have a rule on our 7-on-7 seven seven team where on Saturday, and you're a parent, you know, the rule is Saturdays in pool play, everyone plays. We want people to get the opportunity to develop, yep. to work, to play. But on Sunday, the players that played the best Play doesn't mean your child stinks. No, doesn't mean I don't like your child. Absolutely not. It simply means that these other seven guys that are on the field on offense, seven guys on defense are Rolling. playing better. Rolling. And that's a real thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Your child's not the best all the time. Child may not, for sure, sometimes in for in our case, sometimes not even all about talent. There are some guys that are actually better. They don't play well. They're held to the same standard. Yeah. Right? I think it's about being consistent there. But, you know, some people really struggle with that. But I think accountability is always key. Um, something that's real life for you is we talked about Julian a lot. That's your oldest son that I had the opportunity to coach. He, you're done coaching him now. Yeah, it's over. That's it. Just like that. Like he's, that transferring, he's transferring to another school. Coached him, coached him his whole life. Coached him his first football team. Uh, he's like six, six or seven, ten years ago. Uh, coached in basketball all those years, coached him in track all those years, me and Chanel. And I got the chance to like coach him as a sprinter. Like this was my first opportunity. Like I'm a sprinting coach. Like, no, it's me. Mm-hmm. And basketball, I was his, his head coach. Like he had to kind of listen to me. And it's it's gone. Yeah. It's gone that quick. But you held him accountable, right? Even on the basketball I team. Had to, bro. I mean, a lot of people don't do that. I mean, your son's a great athlete. One of the fastest kids in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, one of the best receivers in the country, playing four minutes on a very talented basketball team. Four minutes. So he, <laughs> yo, and it was it was more like you know, defensive minded, three point shooter kid, talents, you know, can jump, all that stuff. Hey, he's tired. I need you to go in, cover this kid for four minutes straight. Don't let him touch the ball. If you're open, shoot the three. If you're not open, shoot the three. After that, I'm gonna get you out. You are gonna come sit down. That was the majority of what Julian's varsity basketball minutes look like. <laughs> Did you communicate that to anyone? Because I know sometimes there are parents that feel like, oh, man, his son just gets in the game and he just shoots the ball. And his son, he's just letting him shoot the ball and he don't take him out. I, I've, 
I honestly can say I never communicated that out loud outwardly to the parents. I think my kids on the team were so, so aware of it that like, nah, little Joe should be playing way more than he does. But like, his dad don't be putting him in like that because he just don't think he ready. That I think the word just kind of traveled. Um, there was a lot of parents that asked me why he didn't get him more, which was weird. Um, because yo, he was he was a good little player, but I, I didn't need him, right? So like, is there a part of you that for the parents that struggle understanding, they think, oh, everyone should play. It's, it's a very competitive team that you. you what? Uh, but it's your son. I struggle with everybody should play on <laughs> rec teams. Uh, just because I know that, like, there are some sports if you play your sport. If you play and you're not ready, you're going to get somebody hurt. You're going to get yourself right. hurt. Absolutely. You're going to hurt somebody. You're flight, flight risk. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Like it's true. I, I struggle uh -huh. with like the moments of you know I got I had a nine U travel basketball team. There was some kids that just wasn't getting in because you know that that practice piece kind of determined all of that, right? Like, and this is the consistency of trying to teach kids like yo, there's that accountability that is like. Not just on game days. This is like a daily thing. And there were kids that weren't getting in them games. And those parents, again, I communicated better with my younger kids' parents than I did with my high schoolers. Because in high school, I kind of look at it like, well, you you know. You're not. You know that your kid not really ready for this. Do they, though? Uh, no. Not really. No, it's because it's your baby. They come home. Yeah. The flip side of that is being a parent that your child comes home and they're like, down, yeah, because their coach is out them, or they think their coach doesn't like them. That's a tough spot to be in. As nope. a parent, you want to protect your baby. I understand it. I've got I'm the, not the best coach for that though. I've gotten to the point now, Tori, where I record I record my practices in high school. Like I turn on the huddle camera for certain amounts of time that we're gonna do stuff. Um, just to be able to like, all right, hey, me and you can review this player. To see, like, all right, man, these are the things that I need out of you in order to be able to go out there on Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, Friday nights, and be able to perform. And there have been moments where I've needed that that footage or, you know, the tryout. Like, I've had to pull my tryouts to show parents, like, well, I he get can't it, lay the ball up with his left hand. Mm -hmm. You can't play varsity basketball like that. It doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? So I've tried to use as much technology as I can for, for the sake of accountability in order for kids to understand, like, yo, this is the type of feedback that you're going to get from here on out, right? Like, if you want to play this level or any level after this, Division three, Division two, Division one, NAIA, USA, CCA, whatever, they're going to hold you really accountable for, like, how you practice, how you compete, how your body language is, what you look like when things go good, what you look like when things go bad. Um, and really just trying to over-prepare them for, you know, the live periods and the the big games that we have that maybe a coach is coming to, maybe they're not. Like, it's a feedback thing. You're going to get feedback from the next level if that's where you're trying to get to. I'm trying to prepare you for that. And also, it makes it easier on me when, 
mama doesn't understand why her baby ain't playing the 13, 14 minutes that she thinks he deserves, right? I, I've used, started using a lot more of that stuff to help myself. Yeah, it helps. You got to be able to communicate that because I think sometimes parents don't understand the expectations, right? Yeah. And some coaches don't do a great job of communicating that. Yo, I'm especially I, dad coaches. Yeah. Because sometimes like they want to withhold. Yeah, they don't thing. they don't talk to the their their kid, their coaches about it. They don't talk to uh anyone else. It's like, oh, I got a plan for them. Mm -hmm. This is how it's going. And be. that's not necessarily fair to your child or yep. even the entire team, right? Like I talk to our coaches with the Jaguars lovely too. Like, first of all, everyone knows I yank TJ on in a heartbeat. Yeah, he will not be on that in a second, right? But I think at the same time, you see that accountability there, kind of for me trying to treat everyone the same. Yeah. But it would be a lot better if, and I, you know, we, we do kind of over communicate that. We do. We communicate that standard of what we expect that's from good, you. Though, man. And that's everything good. is about. I, I need to start doing more of that. I think that's the thing. Like, even with high schoolers, I'm not. I'm really not that good at that. I'm I'm good at communicating in terms of like, yo, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. This is this, that. But I do a lot more of the communication between me and the kid because once you get to ninth through 12th grade, I'm trying to be like, I'm, I'm no longer allowing you to, oh, my mom had to email you and tell you I'm going to be late for practice. No, 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 no. You got to call me, bro. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I'm really trying to over-prepare them for that side of the world. Like, I don't even think it's over-preparing. It's, it's you know what I mean? needs to be done, man. Yeah, like You ask these jokers anything now. They, if their mom or dad didn't do it, they have no clue. They don't, they don't know. Yeah, so it's, it's important. That's a part about it. I think going back to actually coaching your kids, like sometimes like that standard, if you know what you're preaching at home mm -hmm. and what you expect out of them on the court, on the field or whatever, Sometimes it, it may be a little it's bit harder to Yeah, they, they may feel mind. a little bit yeah, more. Like, wait a minute, man. You literally came home in the car with me. You don't know that? No, that's it's that's tough. the tough part. It's tough. That's the tough part. It's tough. What do you what would you say in your situation? You've been able to coach all your kids and you're gonna be coaching a Levi, Mason, Cam for the next five, ten years. Unless they lead me to. Unless they bounce to go to different yeah, schools. Unless they lead me to. What would be something that, some advice that you would give yourself or that you would give to a coach that's coaching his kids that you've learned from making mistakes? Some advice based on something that you've done in the past that was wrong that you know it could benefit them and their child's journey in the future? That's a simple one. As soon as the game, the practice is over, leave it there. Whatever the event is, um, as, as soon as it ends, that's the end of it. Um, and I, I got good at that this year. Like last year, I was pretty good at it with Jules because I was coaching him the most. And it was like as soon as, as, soon as practice was over, 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock, come 6, 10, once we got in the car, we're not talking about basketball no more. We're not, we're not getting home and talking about the rep that I didn't like defensively where he didn't slide fast enough. We're not talking about, you know, what did he think of this part of film? Like, we're not talking about that. I, I, like, I, I, I had to find a really comfortable space to just be dad. You know what I mean? And like, there, there were moments early on that I, I never did that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I was getting in the car and I was just like, yo, like, what was, what was this rep? Why was, 
you know, this kid was running past you. He's not passing. And you're like, what? You know, this effort has got to be like continuous. And over time, it just turned into, you know, sometimes that's not helpful. Like it might be helpful for me because I'm ranting and raving and I feel better because I said what I needed to say to you. And I feel like I'm helping you become a better human, but also your your personality might not be made for that in every single moment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being able to like sleep on things, like, man, as soon as we leave here, all right, I, I just want to talk to you about like dad stuff and like being your friend to an extent. You know what I mean? Like, leave it, leave it right where it's at as soon as it's done, no matter what the event is. And that's real because I was absolutely awful at that until the last six months. I'm talking about every viral video you see of a dude reenacting what his dad's like. That's me. I'm that guy. <laughs> like I, the amount of times I've told primarily TJ, Cam, different, different kid, different type of effort. We haven't had to yell the same kind of things. But I've told TJ countless times, like got in the car, door shut, about two seconds in. Do you even want to play? Like, <laughs> you, do you know how much commuting I'm doing to try to put you in this position and this kind of effort you're giving? Yeah. Like, I, like, I feel like I take it personal. And that's the problem. It's his yeah. journey, right? He's the one that's doing it. I'm focused on the work, the work ethic, doing the right thing, the listening, paying attention and effort, right? Yeah. That's the part that I'm focused on. But at the same time, too, when you're sacrificing certain things or you're committing, so, hey, I want to see your commitment and effort. That's yeah. it. And I really struggle with that. And when the game's going bad and it's awful or practice is bad and he's lazy, dragging tails, like, like that's not what we do. Yeah. Right? And that's the part as a dad and a daughter-son relationship. It's like, yo, we got to stand it for who we are yo, with our bloodline. I say that a lot, yo. Nick fans don't do that, bro. Like, mm. uh, I've that's been saying a lot more mm -hmm. this year, which... I need to evaluate that as well. But like, yo, McFans don't do that. That's, yeah. not, that's not who we and are. that's hard. I think there's probably some therapists out there that's like, <laughs> yo, why are you saying that to your child? Like, but it's the truth. It's like, yo, like, and, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll go, I don't care what the best therapist in the world says. I'll stand on any hill and Living fight down, for that. Because I'm raising my kids. Yep. And so if I know that they can get life lessons from this thing like I did. I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that they're fit young men and women for Coco to go out here and thrive in a world that is built to eat you up. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to do that because guess what? If when they're 20, 22, 23 and they, they don't have it all figured out, everyone's going to look and say, what were the parents doing? Well, right? So I'm like, listen, I know kids make their own decisions, but it's my job to inform them and to give them as much love experiences yep. the highs and lows to build them up and like if they make those decisions down the line so be it but it's not gonna be but it ain't gonna be because i ain't telling you because i listen yep. to to y'all <laughs> straight up damn what you did yeah i'll forget <laughs> nothing about that yeah. but i have learned right i have learned a lot like we talked about this this coaching journey itself like you learn what works what doesn't yep. um you know you got coach kate at home i got mm -hmm. coach chanel at home she's on me about things like yep. mom doesn't agree with certain things i do or say and I tell her every day. Sometimes I'm like, I understand. Most of the time I'm like, okay. Like, and like that, like, okay, you you deal with him that way. He needs this kind of balance. But even then, I'm I can look in the mirror and say, yo, some things aren't the best. Yeah. Like some things aren't the best. But I really love that advice, man, because 
I wrote down and sat down to think about three tips that I thought really think that every parent needs to know if they're going to coach their kids. So you kind of hit on one of them. I'm going to give you all one through three. Let's hear it. Number one, no daddy ball. No daddy ball. As a coach in general, it's just bad. It's just bad as a coach in general. But daddy ball is worse because now you disrupt the culture between the players because they can feel it. If, if there's favorites going on by disrespect the, the game, you just yeah, disrespecting the it game. Is. Regardless it of what is. the game is, you're just disrespecting the game. It is. It is. It's awful. No daddy ball, right? You can't play favorites. Hold your kid. Hold your kids to a standard, and they got to play at it, or they're not going to be on the field. Number two, you got to build a system of accountability that goes all the way across the board, not just in terms of you disciplining your child, but for everyone across the board. And I say accountability, I mean how you play, how you act, how you conduct yourself. Right, if, if your grades are trash and the other kids' grades are good, but this is the standard that you say you're preaching, we need to make sure there's some accountability there. If the effort's trash here, but it's like always good on game day, we're going to need to see some accountability. Yeah, Those yeah. minutes need to be affected, right? But I think that's on the dad slash coach to make sure that they're consistent because that's what's best for the kids in the long run anyway. And number three, you hit on it, was to leave it all on the field and the court. And I've only been doing good at that for the last few months. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I've been great at it. But someone told me, you know, it was like, don't discuss the game afterwards. And what's the crazy part is he comes up now and he wants to talk Wanna about know. it later. Yeah. And I know what you think. And I'm in a better place. Yeah. Right? I think that's with any conversation that you have. Most of the time, when time passes, you're able to have a better conversation. So when I talk to him right away, I'm like, bro, do you want to do this? Right, if I get some time, then I'm like, all right, you man. You get a like, yeah, like, like, all right, well, yeah. you know, you might have did this because of this. All right, yeah. Now, yeah. Let me hear your thoughts. I mean, and another thing, even on my own, I recognize that I can be so negative at times, or it can feel so negative at times that it seems like you're ignoring the the positives. Positive. And Chanel always, Coach I Chanel, is always on me about that because. Uh, he, he, my kids do some great things athletically in school, out like, but it's like I sometimes forget that the expectation and things that you're supposed to do, like I think good job is enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But when you're not, I'm on you. So I'm trying to adopt Coach Chanel's philosophy a little bit more. I'm trying to balance it out in the middle because she's always like, "Well, your your praise is is quiet and your criticism is loud." And I'm like, all right, I, I can see that. You know, so I'm going to try to be a little bit better. But also, you got to know it's sports. So you can say my praise is, uh, it doesn't match my criticism, but there's a lot of things to criticize. Yeah. Right? Like, be, that's the thing they look at. And for. it's on video. Yeah, yeah. So that's the best part. So, like, let's write down pluses and minuses. <laughs> You're going to see a lot of minuses so here that you're able to recognize, right? But I think also as a kid, building them up, or even as a college kid, high school kid, like, it's still the same. I think everyone wants to know what they're doing because any human, it starts to feel like an yeah. attack and that you're not good enough. It's still the three to one rule no matter what, right? Like elementary, high, middle, like three to one, praise over the negative. Like, all right, let me give you the three great things, y'all. I really like this. These are the things that I really, really enjoy. This is what we need to, we got to figure this piece out. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm not good at that currently, but you know, as a teacher, like that's my mindset. That's what that's the weird part, like the the switch that I kind of can change. Like as a teacher, I'm oh man, 
it's like 10 people in here with their eyes on me at least sooner or later i'm gonna get to 100 i'm at like 90 right now right like and then i get the basketball it's just like yo my man you are over dribbling and it's bothering me <laughs> you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it, it's finding that balance and being able to like ref- feel it in the moment and be like all right man you got to do this a little bit better with your kids it's even harder because they get all you do like all people talk about is oh man did you see that see what he just did that little dude is all right guys let's let's relax let's mm-hmm. you want to humble block. him a little yeah, bit he missed the block there. yeah <laughs> missed that block that's why he got tech that that's uh listen that's <laughs> it's, it's, it's real though but i think that's the the coaching mindset but that's why i make a point of educating my wife and also educating our coaches of like what things are important. Yeah. Right. So like for example, perfect example, TJ he's been plenty of times where he scored long touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Everyone else says, Yeah. I'm like, bro, you were jogging. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what said, was, who was the elements that we Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, and Chanel's like, oh, but what do you mean he just scored a touchdown? I'm like, no, no, no. What you gotta understand in sports is you can have a great result. With the negative process. Yeah. Yeah. We're coaching the process because yeah. if you have a great process, you'll be consistent. If you're just out here, you're going to get it in- very inconsistent if that's the way you're going to move about it. So it's going to be okay sometimes. Mm-hmm. But what about when you get caught at the 10 yard line, the team lose the game? A couple times. When you could have yeah. kept running straight. You want to start dancing. You want to do this and that. So I'm definitely hard in that aspect. But again, it's a bigger picture. So my promise to my kids on the Jaguars and level 82 is that I'm always going to give you the best version of me, which means I'm going to yell at you and take you out when you want yeah, to keep it real with you. But at the same time, I am going to try to be better at giving praise before I get to the negatives. Cause, and I am, I've done better. I used to always start with, yeah, I was sorry. And then sometimes that's necessary to be completely yeah, honest. Yeah. And, and it can't always, but sometimes they have games and stuff where it's like, listen, I ain't about to be here to tell you the one good thing you did. This ain't our standard. So yep. we ain't there. That's a whole other conversation. Right. But I think I can be better at giving praise first, trying to lift them up a little bit more because I get to the point accountability wise with my son and anybody else's. It's like I'll kind of see him down. I'm like, dang, you want to lift them up? Like it's like they feel like they disappointed. Yeah, you. yeah. Right. And Chanel has, says I have a look that's like disgusting. So I gotta try <laughs> to fix my facial expressions a little bit. But it's like they're they're disappointed. You want to lift them up, and so I am going to try to be a little bit more conscious of of praise, but at the same time, like everybody got a job to do. There's an expectation, there's a standard, so that's going to be a tough battle for me. But I'm going to be there because I know, like TJ, he'll be like, he'll like like uh, slump up the shoulders, yeah, and, that. and then yeah. you giving that one praise, that just could be. A- <laughs> he likes right throwing right up. Back. Yeah, he smiles on us. So right you know, I'm gonna try to be better there as as, as coach dad for him, um, while holding him accountable and following the three tips to go ahead and get this thing right. But yeah, man, we are here. We're wrapping it up. CEF holding it down out here yeah, in Orlando. Doing our thing. Doing our thing. Medals. Got a lot of medals. Whole lot of medals going on down. Got one more left, and we'll be back home. But. uh Y'all like, appreciate subscribe, you, all that good stuff. Appreciate Coach Jules coming on here to talk appreciate about it. it Coaching your kids is a challenge. One of the most rewarding things that we both pray a lot. Had the opportunity to do for sure. Pray a lot. Yeah, just pray. And take it all in. You know, I, for me, my parents didn't coach me. 
right? Me neither. And as much as it is, Chanel thought that at I wanted one them point, to though. I, you did? Yeah, I wanted them to. And I think that was maybe where I wanted to like jump into like, come on, man, let me get out here with this dude. I know a little bit of this. Uh, I always dream about that too. Yeah. Mistakes. I always just making mistakes that. and learning from. Man, listen, I didn't have folks at the games, man. So when I had the opportunity to go and coach my son, I, I was looking forward to it. If you would have told me, if you'd have talked to me four years ago, whatever it was, when I retired, and you said I'm coaching this much, mm-hmm. I'd say yeah, right, right. Because would have never believed out, but that's seems to be man. our life right now. We yeah. went from seven on seven to track and kind of hit the ground running. Football starts up here in a couple weeks. Coaching so, humans too, man. Right, human yeah. builder. Yeah, little ones. Too. Nah, God, leave humans. Golly, but we're getting it all right, man. Not perfect. So give y'all some grace as you're learning. We're far from finished products. Got a lot of work to do, but it's all about the kids. Keep them first. Love on them. And hold them accountable, y'all. No daddy ball. Don't. don't let them <laughs> all right, y'all have a good one.